the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Yeah, it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, ESPNWisconsin.com, Wisconsin On Demand, and probably a whole bunch of other places. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a great Monday night. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the man, the myth, the legend, my right-hand man, my partner in crime. He is the Dean, Dennis Semrau. Dennis, how are you? Oh, very good. How are you today? Uh, 60 degrees and uh, rainy again here in June. I've been inside all day. It's yeah. fun. I've, uh, I've been all right. But uh, my day can always get better, Dennis, if I see my friends over at Zimbra Honda, because for nearly 50 years they've provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. You can check current inventory at ZimbraConda.com. But I'm good, man. Um, You've got this great view now. You can see the capital from our studios. Yeah. You know what the weather's like on the old days where we were in the studio on the Capitol Square? Yeah. You can be in the back room and it could be snowing and you wouldn't know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I definitely am aware here on our, our, our fifth floor in the American Family Spark Building. Uh, downtown, just off the Capitol Square, but yeah, it's a good view. I can tell it's not too uh, too great outside, so I'm not too mad about being inside today. Another great day for the state golf tournament, right? Yeah, no kidding. Hey, at least it's Did not they get raining. It in? Yeah, at least not raining sideways. Yeah, as far as I know, things are going. I haven't heard about any postponements, and it's there's no lightning today. And, right. Uh, you know the. They've golfed in a lot worse <laughs> this spring, trust me. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, a big show for you tonight as uh, we take a deep dive into state track and field, which of course happened over the weekend, Dennis. Uh, plenty of area state champions will be joined uh, in about 15 minutes by not a one-event uh, state champion, but a two-event state champion. Griffin Ward of Middleton High School will join us at 6.15. He was the state champion in Division One in both the 1,600-meter and the 3,200-meter runs, uh, one mile and two miles, respectively. Dennis, how quick could you run a mile? <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Has he got a sundial? Right. <laughs> I think, okay, so Griffin Ward, he ran the two-mile run in nine minutes and seven seconds. That might be about how long it takes me to run one mile. And that was after he ran the one mile. That's correct. Because these, those events took place. Well, he ran the one mile on Friday. That's Friday, and then two miles But last Saturday. year he had to do them both on the same day. That's right. And that was tough. That is tough. But, but he ran it still. You, know, you, you, you run that on one day, and you say, okay, well, you got a day. Yeah, but your legs. You know, guys that I talked to some athletes over the weekend that had maybe a senior picnic the day before they went to state track. Oh, jeez. That's not a good thing. The legs are kind of dead. Um, and you just never know when you get there. Uh, you like a nice warm day so you can, you know, loosen up very nice. And Friday was a gorgeous day up at uh, Lacrosse. It was one of the best ones they probably had in years. Because traditionally there are two things that happen at state track. On one day it's... Like a monsoon, and the other day it's like 95 degrees. Well, this year it was uh, upper 70s, low 80s on Friday. Saturday, a little bit different, cool and rainy, but not the downpour, the massive that we had last year where uh, you cross the track and you'd look like a drowned rat with, uh, without even running anything. Right, right. Well, uh, it, it's, uh, it's always something at 
state track, right? We, we talked on the phone yesterday, like you just said. Yeah, it's still the, the best facility. When you look at this year, finally, getting back to 2019, near normal. I mean, people are still wearing masks, trying to be safe, and there's protocols. But all three divisions were able to compete on both days. On Friday, the early session was Division One. They started in the morning, went to early afternoon. And then Divisions Two and Three, they had five finals and a lot of uh, preliminaries, and they went till about 7 or so. And then you start up early Saturday morning and go to about 5 or 5.30 normally. And all three divisions, you've got 12, you know, the stands are packed, first of all. And uh, they've got, got this great video board now that if you come down the, ba- the, the that back stretch, yeah. you look up. You can see yourself. Yeah, you can. And, and, and a lot of the kids don't want their coaches to know either. They looked up or they try not to. But when you stand on the medal stand, if you're on the top of the podium and you look and you see yourself on the top of the podium and everybody cheering for you, that has got to be so surreal. No, it has and to. Uh, we can talk to Griffin about that. Yeah, we sure can. We'll also talk with uh, Jeff Gifford, who's the head coach of the track and field team over at Edgewood High School. A couple of state champions coming out of there as and, well, Dennis. He's coaching both boys and girls. Right. So that's uh, uh, heavy commitment. Yeah. <laughs> heavy commitment. Yeah, he's a tired puppy today. <laughs> no doubt about it, but a lot of success. Their 4 by 200 team on the girls' side of things take a first-place finish. Uh, Amber Gross, 300-meter hurdle champion. Uh, there as well, and then a, on the boys' side of things, Caden Thomas, uh, back-to-back state championships in the boys' high jump. So yeah, went, a lot of success. Yeah, he went six four last year, six seven this year. I'd like to see that uh, higher one. And yeah, my alma mater was represented in that event by a UW Green Bay commit Donovan Short. He jumped six two, took fourth place. So uh, Edgewood getting the upper hand. Den- my alma mater, uh, Denmark. Yeah, you got it. And uh, guess who's in regional or sectional baseball? Uh, reigning Division Two state champion Denmark. There you go. Yep, yep there you go. So I uh, hope to see them back up in Appleton. A um, lot of exciting stuff. So we're in the exciting period. State Dennis. softball going on Just this week. Just about to say, we've, yeah. got, we've got golf going on for, uh, for what, what season are we? This will be boys golf here in the spring, uh, yep. girls soccer, because they alternate. Um, we, so we've got golf this week, right? Softball later this week. Right. Uh, baseball sectionals this week. And uh, team tennis this week. Team tennis. And we had individual tennis over the weekend. Right. So plenty of stuff to get into um, tonight. We're going to focus heavily on track, obviously. Uh, as I mentioned, our two guests, Griffin Ward, Jeff Gifford. Plenty of success for both of those guys at the state track meet this week. So we'll, we'll get into some track with them. But we'll wrap up uh, on some other sports. But I do want to transition just briefly, Dennis. We've got quite the matchup coming up in softball this week. Milton, Sun Prairie, area matchup. We know how good Sun Prairie is. But still exciting. Two area teams going head-to-head over at Goodman Diamond later this week. Yeah, Milton, hey, great, we're going to state. Oh, geez, we draw number two. Well, number one, and last year, it could be a repeat. Last year, Kakana beat uh, Sun Prairie one nothing for the state title, and both those teams now are ranked one and two. Kakana, Sun Prairie, opposite brackets, so they could meet on Saturday. It would be about 6.30, I believe is the Division One championship. But uh, when you get to state, um, my daughter went there in 2008, and uh, Middleton lost to Verona one nothing. Uh, air in the first inning, Verona scored, and that was the only offense both teams had the rest of the game. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, we were just talking so, off the air. So, yeah, you, know, you you get to there, and it's just like uh, you know, you look at the seeds for tournaments, and uh, we just had a first state track. How many seeds that were were low, and then they ended up you know yeah. winning, and how many uh, you know came out of nowhere, or how many crashed and burned because 
in that moment, you just hope that you ha- everything has to come together perfectly. But any time you get to a state meet, it doesn't matter where you finish, that is the pinnacle. And to end your your competition on the last possible right. venue, and there's nothing better for the kids. No doubt. Uh, right there right there with you, Dennis. So uh, a lot to get into uh, yeah, uh, tonight. I'd like to say this weekend we had a lot of Top Guns. Speaking of which, <laughs> how many times have you seen that movie now, Dennis? Twice in three days. <laughs> how many times are you going to go before it's out of theaters? Uh, probably another as many times as I can get there. <laughs> I'm going to try. You're going to go this week? Get, get, I'm hoping to. I have, I'm trying to put my schedule together Is right it now. that good? It's good. I love it. I mean, it. It's a movie you got to see in the theater. I mean, there's so many things now that are streaming, whatever. But Tom Cruise uh, said this is this was made, and he fought to make sure that this was the ultimate experience for a theater goer, and I think it is. Huh. Yeah, we, we t- and, and, and then I went home. At, when my wife and I went on an anniversary on Tuesday. Then went home, and it was the last night that Netflix had the original on, and I watched that one three times in a row. <laughs> I was doing other things, of course. I wasn't just sitting in front of my TV for three, for nine or eight hours or whatever it was. But no, I, I mean I can do dialogue and. Uh, you're a maniac. I, no, yeah. I love it. I know you well, do. You know. That's great. You're allowed well, to love whatever you'd like, but I'm you're a, a maniac. I'm a Navy vet, so that's I'm, I'm proud. Navy pilots and right. that one. And I had a friend who was a Navy pilot when I was in the service. So, um, but. Can't imagine being up in a plane like that. I don't like heights, and I don't like the the G's that are on the on the body on that. But it's uh, it's a thrill ride. You're so hilarious. go see it. Uh, I'm gonna have to, but you might see it five more times before I get the chance <laughs> to. So I don't know about that. Uh, Maybe uh, three. It, it's a little more expensive. Well, it's been three years since I went to the theater. Uh, I had to pay seventeen dollars for popcorn and a soda. Yeah. I mean, we used to pay that much for a couple of the tickets and beverages and everything. So the uh, prices have gone up a little bit, but uh, no, the whole experience was great. Saw it at the uh, Point Cinemas you, on the West Side. You are too funny. Well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure by the time we have another show coming up on Friday, you think you'll maybe. see it again between maybe. now and then. Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't rule that out. He's Dennis Semmer. I'm Alex Strofe. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda, if you're in the market for a used Honda, if you're in the market for whatever between is whatever's between new and used, you should go see our friends over at Zimbraconda here in Madison, or you can visit their website. At Zimbraconda.com. Griffin Ward, not a one time, but a two time state champion, will join us next. What's up, Dennis? Was this planning on one screen in here? We've got the uh, softball, college softball, and the other baseball. And notice that Oklahoma State is playing in both of those games. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. No, that was not planned. That's okay. just, it just what happens to be on ESPN and ESPN2. There you go. There you go. All right, Griffin Ward, champion in Division One in the 16 and 3200 meter run, will join us next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. 3.5 ESPN, ESPN app, ESPNWisconsin.com, and Wisconsin On Demand, Alex Strofe, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau with me. <laughs> well, at this time, we'll be uh, we'll welcome in Griffin Ward, who, I, as I just mentioned, won the 1,600 and the 3,200-meter runs at State Track and Field over the weekend in lacrosse. So, not a one-time, but a two-time state champion this year for Griffin Ward. Griffin, congrats, buddy. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, and I'm not too bad myself, but I imagine I'm a, a little bit less tired than you are. How are you feeling a couple days removed? I mean, you ran three miles in like 13 minutes, dude. That's inc- that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks a bunch. It's it's definitely one of the, the best feelings coming home after uh, state meet and winning both of them. So, yeah. You know, he's he's also tired because graduation day was yesterday. Oh, was it? Oh my! <laughs> Busy weekend, Griffin. Yeah. What was more? What yeah. was what was more uh, tiring? Which um, race or graduation? <laughs> Sitting through that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weekend was long, and then I had to sit through graduation. But um, it's all bittersweet, and I'm glad it all happened in one weekend. So. For you, what was the the best part about track? Now, the you know we didn't have the meet in 2020. And then last year, it out, you had to run your races on one day. Uh, what was it like to get back up there where things were you know, sort of back to normal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was great to finally have uh, uh, be, everyone be back in lacrosse. I mean, last year, everyone was on one day, and then two years ago, it was, there was nothing. But um, I was telling my coach, it was uh, uh, the day of Saturday, it was a lot like last year, and it was funny how how different it was um, for Friday for my mile, and it was super sunny. So, yeah. yeah of course, it's got to rain at least one day in lacrosse, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, as a distance runner, do you like it? I've had runners that have said they love it when it rains. I mean, Lauren Pansegras says she doesn't mind if it's really hot. Uh, for mm-hmm. you, what's the, what's the ideal condition for you? Uh, and is it different cross-country and track? Yeah, um, I think it's, like, around the same for every uh, for all of it. Um, probably just around that like 60 degree temp with uh, a little bit of sun is just fine for me. Uh, not too much like break a sweat. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Griffin Ward with us from Middleton High School won the state championship in the 1600 and 3200 meter runs over the weekend in Division One at the state track and field meet. So Griffin, I want to talk about the the one mile run because you know obviously times indicate something a little bit different if, if you're not super familiar with, with track and field, right? You won by about a mm-hmm. half a second uh, against the yeah. uh, the second-place runner. But as mm-hmm. a mile runner, that actually probably felt like quite a significant gap, right? Like, you did, when when did you realize, yeah, okay, I think I'm going to win this? Yeah, I mean, the, the race went out pretty slow. It was uh, definitely a different type of mile race. No one wanted to lead it, so... I led the first lap, and then um, it, once we hit the 800-meter mark, it turned into just a, pretty much a sprint race. And uh, the last lap, um, I took the lead with about 100 meters to go and um, just gave it my all, and it paid off in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sectionals. You had to run a mile, a two-mile, and a four-by-four yeah. leg. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to be able to run one on Friday and Saturday, what do you do? Okay, you run and you win on Friday. But you still got one more race to go. How did you prepare? I guess what did you do Friday night, and how do you prepare for that next day, not only uh, physically but mentally as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking with my coach about this. It's it was definitely a different mindset going into my race Friday versus Saturday. Um, once I got the race on Friday out of the way, the mile, um, I was kind of just hoping to give it all everything that I had, and uh, I focused a lot on recovery and getting my legs up and uh, not doing too much, um, but still having a great time because it's the last meet. So, um, yeah, and then I just uh, finished it up on a high note. So, 
what do you do for recovery? Is it you know ice down or uh, elevate your legs or you know uh, uh, what? How, what does that work for you? What works best for you? Yeah, yeah, I do like a little bit of everything. I uh, elevate like at least a few times. Uh, we had to drive like a little ways because we didn't stay in lacrosse, uh, but um, I iced a little bit too and uh, went for a few walks. So, Griffin, uh, kind of a similar question, but I want to know about before the race, right? Like, what's your routine as, as you're hitting the track and getting ready to hear that gun shoot so you know it's time to go, right? Are you slapping the legs? What, what's the stretching routine? What's, yeah. what's kind of the buildup for the race for you? Do you do anything that's, that's kind of fun or different? Yeah, yeah, the pre-race routine is always different for everyone. Um, for me, it's, uh, you know, warm up 40 minutes out and then um, uh, do a bunch of strides and drills. I have, like, a certain drill, drill set to do. Um, uh, I usually have, like, a, a few snacks before, so I'm not on an empty stomach. And um, I'm, not, I'm not usually one of those guys who slaps the knees, but uh, I might do, like, a quick jump with about, like, 30 seconds before the gun goes off, so... Yeah. Now it's so different. Normally during the school year, you're running later in the day at night, but uh, mm-hmm. for the mile, that was in the morning, late, early afternoon because Division One went first, and then your two mile was later. But it was still ahead of that time. Is there a psychological advantage, disadvantage to that? Yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely one thing I talked about even before going into the meet. Um, there was my first uh, like morning race the entire track season versus in cross country. Most of the races are in the morning because on the weekends, but uh, I think it didn't affect me too much. Uh, All I needed to do was just readjust my um, eating habits for the day. And uh, I was pretty much set. And you're done with school too. So, I mean, normally you're you're worried about homework and stuff during the school year, not having classes done. Was it just a, Hey, I can just go run and have fun with my friends kind of weekend. Yeah, that, that definitely was it. Did you go up to the bluff, Granddad's bluff? Um, our our team did not because uh, we stayed uh, in Winona, Minnesota, just because uh, we kind of were late to the game with the hotels. But um, I have been up there before. It's it's a great view. Yeah, lacrosse is awesome. One of the best uh, scenes for a, a state event that the WIAA puts on every year. And Griffin yeah. Ward, man, he sees the moment there, 3,200 and 1,600 champion. Uh, was there anybody that you wanted to see race that, uh, uh, that you had fun watching or any surprises for you at the state meet this year? Um, I think one for sure is Roisin. I mean, I've, I've seen her before, and I've kind of just seen her progress across the years, and it's Everyone's talking about her across the state, hopefully, I mean, and the nation, uh, breaking the national record, and uh, it was so sweet to see, and I'm glad I got to experience it. Yeah, Roisin Willis from Stevens Point Area High School uh, broke Mm -hmm. the one-mile record, Dennis. Two minutes flat. uh, 800? 800, yeah. It was the 800, 800, you're correct, I'm sorry. Yes, Uh, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you get to watch that, Griffin? Yeah, yeah, I did, and... I was, uh, I kind of, when I saw her almost break two minutes, I kind of shouted, like, she did it, and, I mean, she was .03 off, so, I mean, uh, I know she'll get it eventually, but it was, yeah, super cool to see. It was really close, right, exactly, so it was, uh, yeah. the thrill. How about for the girls, uh, Zyra uh, Malloy uh, Salgado winning the, uh, yeah. the 1600? Yeah, yeah, that was 
definitely. Oh, it was uh, a sixteen hundred. She won the sixteen. Or it was a thirty-two. Thirty-two. Thirty-two hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a super sweet race to see. I, I, I know uh, she wasn't like too ecstatic because she was uh, uh, wishing that uh, Lauren was done a little bit better. But I think it was super cool to see like the the last her last lap was insane and she pulled ahead and um it was a great weekend for her uh next up uh plans for the summer and then uh you're gonna be a golfer Ooh, <laughs> Minnesota yeah. golfer. <laughs> yeah yeah um, plans for summer i probably just uh working a little bit i'm uh i think i might do like one more track race and then um it'll pretty much be just be working and um training for next year uh what race so uh, what are you looking at um i'm not too sure yet i'm thinking about doing like uh the nike national meet in like two weeks i think is that in oregon yeah oh you gotta go out there mm-hmm. that that's the yeah, mecca uh, that's the mecca field. running yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly well that's terrific even though he's a gopher we'll still root for him griffin yes. ward from middleton high school appreciate the time congratulations buddy on, on everything you accomplished over the weekend and good luck with everything coming up yeah thank you and thanks again for having me it's griffin ward state champion in the 1600 and 3200 over the weekend up in lacrosse not too bad dennis he's really really quick it's unbelievable I, like yeah. like i said earlier i don't think i can run a mile and how long it takes him to run two miles it's just crazy yeah and last year i got to write a story on him for the uh, lacrosse tribune as part of the state meet and uh he's also an avid skier you know he's, he's right. participated in the uh, in national ski meets and i've been on the middleton state team and besides the cross-country running. So I think maybe that had something to, uh, you know, stay in the Midwest and Minnesota, even though I, I kind of wondered if he'd head up to Colorado, you know, being such an avid skier and all. But, uh, yeah, we lost one uh, to Minnesota, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him, definitely. We sure will. We will be joined by Jeff Gifford next, who is the head coach of Edgewood Track and Field, boys and girls coach. He's in charge of both the teams, and they had plenty of success at the state meet over the weekend. There's also plenty of success going on at Zimbra Honda in Madison where you can get a new or used Honda. They'll help you find exactly what you're looking for. Search current inventory over at ZimbraConda.com. Jeff Gifford's next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zipricotta's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, ESPNWisconsin.com, and Wisconsin On Demand, Alex Strofe, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau with me. <laughs> Sing along time. We are singing along to a little Chili Peppers here. Uh, I love the Chili Peppers. I do, too. I also love Zimbraconda, and if you're looking for a brand-new car, you can check out our friends at Zimbraconda in Madison. Today, used and new, you can see current inventory over at Zimbraconda. Com. Excited to welcome in now Jeff Gifford, who is the head coach of track and field, both the boys and girls side of things, over at Madison Edgewood High School. A super successful weekend for them uh, over the weekend. State champions in a relay, state champion in hurdles, state champion in high jump, all sorts of state champions for Jeff Gifford's Edgewood Crusaders. Jeff, appreciate the time. Uh, I imagine you're feeling pretty good after a, a heck of a weekend for you guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, great, great weekend for us up there in the cross. Um, bringing home three state champions well, uh, feels good. 
I love it. Uh, my friend John Mason got to write the story, uh, track story uh, for a Sunday. And uh, reporters don't write headlines. That's on the copy desk. But Super Crusaders, <laughs> you got to have that one framed, Jeff. Oh, yeah, that was, a nice, that was a nice one to wake up to and see in the paper in the morning, Super Crusaders, yeah. And it, was, sure. and it was, when you think about it, okay, you know, people sometimes you have bad performances, good for whatever, but anytime you get to state, and now this year having all the divisions together again, how special is that for you as a coach to watch your kids shine? Oh, it's great, and I know, I mean, even Caden Thomas, our high jump champion, mentioned um, after he won it, it just felt different this year because everyone was there to see it last year it was just division two and now everyone's there watching them and you know and he comes out and shines in front of everyone um and then they are girls too amber and the hurdles and that four by two in front of a full stands for the first time in three years uh they were excited and, you know it felt really good yeah, let's talk about amber gross here's someone who uh, just an elite athlete, but you talk about overcoming adversity. It's not about falling down. It's about picking yourself back up, and she was the epitome of that this weekend for you. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she, she knows. We all know she didn't have the race she wanted in the 100-hurdle final. You know, you know, nothing needed to be said to her. She knows she's got two more events that she's got to do, and she's going to go lacrosse next year and be a uh, heptathlete, so that that's the mindset she's going to have to have up there, too. One bad event can't affect the other six. You know, she had that hunter hurdle didn't go her way. She knew she had to come back in the four by two relay, which I think that was a big help. Is that she was the next event for her was a relay with her friends um, and her teammates that she's ran with for three years. So they helped pick her up, and she ran a great leg on her four by two, and obviously like I said brought home a state championship there. And I think that helped calm, relax her for her three hundred hurdle, which she also went came back and won. So. Coach, I know every state title is exciting, right? Like, there's no denying that. So I, I don't mean to make you – this is almost like picking your favorite kid, right? Like, I, I want you to say – I want to ask kind of – because I don't think I'm going to get an answer, but which one was more exciting, right? Amber's title in, in the 300 meter after seeing what she went through in the 100 and obviously even in the prelims taking third and then going to win uh, uh, in the final in the 300, but then the relay, obviously. I imagine they're different in their own ways, but was there? did either of those ones stick out just a little bit more? So, I mean, our 4 by 2 the whole season for us was kind of a – we expected to go back there and win that because yeah. we brought back – that whole team, you know, obviously Caden coming back in the high jump and clearing higher than he it took higher than he did last year to win it. That was a that was a pretty exciting one. Um, but yes, Amber in the Amber in the three hundred hurdle, especially after that prelim, she was would have been the top seed, but she clipped that last hurdle and um, ended up being the two or three seed going in the final. So you know, if she could run a clean race, she probably could win it. And I don't know if you saw the race. She clipped the last hurdle again, but she put an, enough of a, a cushion on her that she was still able to hold on. But that was probably the, might have been my favorite just for her redemption sake, coming back from those 100 hurdles. Yeah, that's right. In the, uh, the original 100 hurdles, she was seated first and was seventh, but still scored points and uh, helped uh, helped you do it to a top five finish uh, team-wise. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Edgewood was fifth, uh, Sherwood number one, but uh, anytime you can uh, you get kids on the podium, for you, what what what's it like to watch? I mean, you got the big screen there. Is it? Do you like to watch the kids on the screen? Do you like to watch them when they're getting the awards? Uh, or do you even get to do that? I mean, you're so busy coaching both teams. So what? I mean, that was 
this year with seven, I mean, ten entries for the girls up there, and then a couple boys. As soon as one event ended, I was I was running someplace else for somebody else. So I <laughs> I didn't even get to see most of the um, the medal ceremonies and those kind of things. And then even Amber's final of the 300 hurdles, I was at about 150 meter mark, um, to you know yelling at her. So I'm watching on the big screen in the board to see if she hung on the wind from because from where I was standing, I, it was. I hope I think she got it, and then waiting to see her name pop up on top. So there's a little bit of excitement there when that came up. Yeah, that's the chaos of state track epitomized right there. Is Jeff Gifford, the uh, the head coach at Madison Edgewood, with us here on Prep Mania. So Jeff, this is the first year in in a, several years uh, state track's been back to normal, right? I mean, we had the pandemic year in 20 last year, everything happening on, on one day. We just talked a little bit about the chaos of state track, but I imagine it was super nice to have everything back to quote unquote normal up in lacrosse. Oh yeah, it was. You know, having having experienced normal state track meets for a dozen years, and then nothing, and then just the single day, it was it was really nice having the the two day back. Now the the interesting was none of our kids, none of them experienced that, so it was all new to them, and um, I think their eyes got opened up a little bit when they you see the whole grandstands full. Cause even last year, when you only have one division, the grandstands are half full. Um, and I, you know, tried telling them, Hey, there's going to be, there's going to be 15,000 people there. And those stands are going to be full. Um, and that's one of the things you like. Yeah. It's crowded. And it's hard to get around and find all your kids, but that's the excitement of the state track meet. And that's what the Wisconsin state track meet is all about. Well, T-ball, what a T-ball and uh, state track meet have in common. There's a lot of chaos. There is a plan, but there's a lot of chaos and <laughs> a lot of people running around wondering what's going on. And uh, yeah, with state, when you get all three back together, you want to you want to have the caption of chaos, uh, Alex, trying to find an athlete for an interview when they don't oh, come back to the metal stand. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They go there's, the wrong way. And they right. tell you to go. Oh, well, they're over by the tents, and there's like 400 tents right. in Tent City. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, anything special you got to do this weekend uh, going up? Did you go up on Thursday or did you go up Friday morning? Yeah, uh, so we, we took the team up Thursday night, and we uh, we always go to a nice uh, fight, uh, dinner up there as a team. And then, again, being the new two day thing, we didn't have we didn't go till the afternoon on Friday. So it was, what do we do all day Friday morning waiting around? And our so our kids just kind of hung around the. The, the hotel because we didn't know what to do none of them have been, we haven't been up there in three years with them all um you know so then we just did our got a team lunch again before we went to the to the meet friday competed friday came home back to the hotel got some dinner and then got to work on saturday so nothing too exciting but um you know just a just a whole two-night experience for some of those kids was just you know great for them and we brought up some freshmen with us you know that whole just experience for them was was great and valuable for them moving forward for us. So, is there something a must see or must do thing? Like, do you have to go up to Granddad's Bluff? I mean, that's always popular um, so, for a lot, or or a certain restaurant, or uh, any routines that uh, you were able to do. That our coaches, we used to always run Granddad's Bluff oh, really? Saturday morning, but but with COVID, not taking a couple years off, none of us are in shape enough to run that. <laughs> So that that one got passed on, um, but we always we've gone to the same restaurant not Alaska for the last ten twelve years, and so that's that's our always Thursday night we go to Ciotti's and and I don't want to give the secret away Ciotti's and up and on Alaska. Ooh, you rec- highly recommended. 
I, I do highly recommend it, except for on Thursday nights when we're trying to get reservations. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. Except for Thursday nights. Right? <laughs> okay. And, um, again, looking back on the season overall, uh, oh, I, I wanted to ask you, okay, <laughs> my, you know, my son is an Edgewood grad, so I'm a, a parent of an alum. You got this awesome track there. There's still no lights, but what kind of impact has that new track had on your program? Just the facility that you're able to use on a day to day basis. Well, that there a facility that we're able to use on a day to day basis. You know, when I first started there, the track that we had was not not the most suitable to even practice on. And then we went a year without anything, with just blacktop, and we would we would run on that sometimes, or we scheduled some practices over at Middleton, but just being able to come out and have our own facility to use every day. And then the field turf, and we can do work on the turf too, whatever it may be, just to take some pounding off our legs on the track and all that. You know, just having that facility helps immensely. We're going to see lights anytime soon? <laughs> uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. I, that, 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 you want to get my blood pressure up, just ask me that question, yeah. too. So uh, someday, hopefully. Uh, but, again, uh, any anything else stands out about this particular year with the kids uh, that you're always going to remember? Well, just another, you know, another back to, winning back-to-back conference titles for the girls, and then we, you know, then we took the regional – and sectional championships again and just laying a foundation for you know we're very senior laden with our uh with our girls this year so hopefully they laid a good foundation for our for our young kids coming up well it certainly was a uh, a super crusader weekend as uh, dennis referenced earlier jeff uh, really appreciate the time congrats on all the uh, all the success over the weekend and i'm sure we'll talk again down the line all right thanks guys Jeff Gifford, the head coach of track and field over at Madison Edgewood High School. Three state championships for them this weekend, Dennis. Pretty successful run over to lacrosse. Oh, yes. and I mean, you look at the facility now. It's awesome to be able to train on. You know, We, we were over there for a football right. game there last fall. And uh, it's amazing in this area you now how many schools have added turf. And when they've usually worked on their football stadium, they've improved their track facilities as well. Can't wait to see what Stoughton's going to be like when we go there week five when they played the Forest yeah. in football this year and see Spoiler what their facility is like. And uh, yep, well, that one's uh, we've been talking about that one for <laughs> yeah, about six enough. months. So, but yeah, spoiler Friday we we got a special show Friday. We sure do. Six to seven p.m. this Friday, we will be releasing our high school football schedule for the 2022 season. That'll be six o'clock right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, Wisconsin on demand, and ESPN Wisconsin.com. Uh, for all of you interested, we'll also do a little recap. It's actually our season finale on Friday, Dennis. So we'll recap some of the best moments we had this school year on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania, as it was a really fun one. My first year uh, covering high school sports down here in Madison, uh, and obviously working alongside you. So a uh, fun show ahead for Friday. We'll recap some of those fun moments, as well as reveal our schedule for the 2022 football season. Dennis just gave one of the nine regular season games away, right? Smack dab in the middle, well, week five, well, to Forest well, at Stoughton. I, I think there are more than nine because we've got some Thursday, Friday. Dennis keeps spoiling, doesn't he? <laughs> well, I'm just saying the schedule is maybe, you know. Maybe. Well, well, and again, 
thanks to the fact that we need officials. I mean, last year I, I covered a Mount Hor Baraboo game that was supposed to be on a Friday and it got moved to Saturday. Right, because so we had games get moved. So hopefully they're not going to do that to us. We've got a game plan. Yeah. Oh, by the way, no it's kidding. not uh, Friday night. Now you're Saturday. No kidding. Uh, we don't want to have one of those things. But uh, yeah, we new high school with, uh, with Sun Prairie West opening up. Um, and uh, again, I mean, it's just such a great area for high school sports. And you look and see now we just got through the state track meet. All that's still left to come here in the next couple of weeks. Plenty to come and plenty to preview as we wrap up Zimbraconda's Prep Mania next. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. And their trusted staff will help you find a vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, go visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or check current inventory at their website, Honda.com. We'll wrap it up next right here on Zimbraconda. Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Wrapping up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on ESPN Madison. Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semra with you until 7 o'clock, leading you right into our final rerun of the quarterback room. Interviews with Don Mikowski, Matt Hasselbeck. And, of course, the gunslinger, Brett Favre, coming up 7-9 to nine right after us here on ESPN Madison. Rerun of the quarterback room. All three of those guys appearing on Wildey and Tausch last week. Um, all pretty good quarterbacks, too, in the National Football League, Dennis. Yeah, I grew up with Bart Starr as my idol as a quarterback. But up for a gunslinger, for Favre, he never met a pass or, or tried to squeeze something or whatever. You just had to love him growing up as a fan, whether the they won or not. He went for it all. There's no, as they say, pussyfooting around. He was going for it. And uh, he was, he had a pretty good reputation as a party there for a while, him and his boys, him and Frank Winters and Mark yeah, Chimura, yeah. the uh, Three Musketeers, the tr- the trio. Um, talk about colorful characters. And I got to interview Favre when um, the – the Packers played an exhibition game at Camp Randall. Yeah. They had a couple of years where they did that. And it was, uh, I heard somebody refer to this mystique around Rodgers and whatever. Yeah, all the good ones have it. And you, you're, you're kind of, if you're a fan, you've got to kind of be in awe. You've got to realize, hey, i got a job to do. i got to ask some questions. So you try not to ask anything stupid. <laughs> you know what? they got to go, what a moron when you walk away. <laughs> so uh, a lot of times, that's why I've always listened to you listen to people from other markets and how they handle things and whatever. So, But I remember uh, getting a chance to talk to him, and uh, I was just thinking, like, man, Gotta get a Super Bowl. You gotta get, gotta one, get one. You know, with, with the career, but uh, stealing him from Atlanta and all these people, are like, who is this Brett Farvey thing? Favor, favor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, God. I remember the first game he played. I, his first game coming off the bench against the Bengals. I, yeah. I had tickets. That's the only time I'd seen a Packer game at Lambeau, and still have it. And that was far, far. Really? Yeah. You've only he, seen one game at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Well, they used to play in Milwaukee. Right. Remember, and I at grew County up in Stadium, Milwaukee, right. so. But, uh, yeah, I went to that, and uh, my wife got me tickets. We were playing the Bengals, and uh, at that time, Mikowski was the quarterback. And he goes down, he gets sacked, and uh, everybody's chanting for Ty Detmer, and in comes number four, Brett Favre. Wait, so hold on. I've got, like, six questions off that story. So the only Packers game you've ever been to in Lambeau is the game that Favre the f- took his, over, essentially. Took over his head. Yeah, from then on, he was the starter. Okay, so uh, – 
So you haven't been back. Is that by choice? Is I, that on purpose? I, I've been to Lambo. I was at the Lambo for the LSU game for the Badgers. Okay. That's the only other one. No, because I'm a fan, and uh, I never covered the Packers all my time with the – other State than Journal, that, right. that time with, when it was with the Capital Times and the State Journal. Yeah. I covered high school and college, and uh, I wanted to be a fan. So, um, no, no intention to go out there. And I, my Sundays, you know, I, after covering high school on Friday and working the Badger games on Saturday, Sunday was my day to, to hang out. Or if my wife wanted to do something, I couldn't sit in front of the TV and watch eight hours of football, even though I could have done that yeah. at times. Uh, you'll learn that. That's uh, <laughs> how so I got through 40, uh, two, uh, two years of marriage is uh, once in a while you got to give up something. There you go. For your better yeah. half. And uh, But, yeah, I, no, uh, that was the only time I'd ever been up there. I, I, I'd i seen him play, I think I saw probably about a half a dozen games at County Stadium. But that was bad. I mean, it was, it was that, in a that baseball was, That was stadium. the tough no, era, right? Yeah, it was, and, and the stadium wasn't great, obviously. No, I right. mean, that was I – mean, so, but Lambeau, there was that mystique about it. And when I finally got to go, that was a birthday present for my wife uh, for that game. Tim Kramer, uh, who was one of my favorite Badgers, was playing for the Bengals at the time. Dennis, I don't know if you could have – like that's so random that that is the one game. Yep. Like, I don't know if you could have picked a better no, moment in No, that, that's why. And you know what the other thing is? We stopped on our way back for dinner. I got on the phone and called in and picked up Favre on my fantasy team right that moment. <laughs> and I had him for like five or six years on my fantasy team before we had we turned over and we couldn't protect guys or whatever. Something happened. But, yeah. So that's why I remember huh. that. What a hell of a story that was. That was, that was really Favre, interesting. So, so because Favre's always been one of my – my favorite Packers, just watching him play. And now Rodgers is, you know, again, what, what franchise has had quarterbacks like Starr, DeFarve, uh, the, the only comp, and I talked about this last week on Rutledge and Hamilton, I think is the San Francisco 49ers, who have also had as much quarterback success as the Packers have. But I, they, they don't go back, obviously, to the no. Bart Starr era, right? But you got Montana, you got Young, yeah. you had the Kaepernick era, Alex Smith was okay, and now you're rolling it in, it seems – to Trey Lance, but, but yeah, still they, they, they still don't mention that it's still that the Packers are the only franchise to have through potential Hall of Famers because Rodgers will be in the Hall of Fame, right? And the other two already. I are. I guess so. Young and Montana would be the only two for yep. them. Who knows what Trey Lance will be? Let's wrap it up on this, Dennis. We got a few minutes left. Uh, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, big softball game on on Thursday, quarterfinal, Sun Prairie, Milton. Milton. And the winner of that will go to the state championship game, which will be Friday no, night. No, uh, Where's that? The, go semifinal. The semifinals. That's right. Eight and teams in division. On one. Friday, and then on Saturday would be the finals. But tomorrow's a big day because tomorrow is baseball sectional day. And they still, unlike softball now, plays your sectionals on two different days. What's, uh, what's the game you're looking forward are. to most? Well, tomorrow, the, well, let me see. Okay. At Wanakee, Middleton plays Sun Prairie at 11. Ooh. They're, uh number four versus number one, and then Wanakee versus Verona. Ooh. And that championship game's at four. Then Milton, baseball team, with uh, Campion and, and Keelan we had on, yeah. Gavin. Um, Milton is playing Kettle Moraine at 10 o'clock, McGuanagoe, Oconomowoc at one, and then that game is at four. That's at Oregon. And then Oshkosh North Beaver Dam is part of that one. Division two, though, I, I wish I could get to where I want to clone myself. At Wapan at uh, 10 o'clock, Baraboo against Dodgeville. And uh, Pat Riley, who's also their home talent, he's, he's still not, coaching. Not to be that. confused with the, no, right. with, with the Miami <laughs> Heat guy. Okay. And then number two, Edgewood, uh, yeah. Crusaders, uh, going against number one, Jefferson. That's a 1 o'clock, and that championship game's at 4. And then Marshall, a three-seed, 13-12 and 12 record. Uh, they have to draw Viroco, who's 21-7. Uh, yeah, but they made good. it uh, Prairie de Chien, uh, and then... Uh, 
That's at Perdachine in the Cuba City and Deerfield place. So we've got a lot of good local teams be? playing. Um, well, since I live in uh, Cross Plains, Wanakee is probably the closest. To, I, I, I keep thinking about Wapan, but that I might go watch the first game, the Middleton and Sun Prairie game, and then uh, Edgewood plays the second game at 1 o'clock. So drive up there and catch part of that one and then come back for 4 o'clock or if Edgewood makes it to the final, stay there. He's a maniac. We'll find out what he does on Friday. We'll be back 6 to 7. We also reveal our 2022 fall football <laughs> schedule for the final time. We've got to tell you about our friends over at Zimbrick Honda. For nearly 50 years, they've helped you find the great Honda. You can check current inventory at ZimbrickHonda.com. For the Dean, Dennis Semra and Alex Gravatt, I'm Alex Strofe. This has been Prep Mania.